Hi, this is Sean Clinch, the host of Stories Inside the Man Cave Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by our friends at Shoal Creek Saloon, your unofficial home to UT men's and women's basketball. And unfortunately, the crawfish season is delayed at Shoal Creek Saloon across the country. But we will have crawfish season soon enough, and I'll let you know. Show Creek Saloon is your spot. Hey, the horn's down. It's classless. And the Cowboys will retain the services of Mike McCarthy. And TCU women's basketball forfeiting games. Let's talk about it. Well, it was not a pretty sight at almost said the Irwin Center at the Moody Center. The Texas Longhorns men's basketball team lost a, a tough one to Central Florida the other night. The Longhorns are now 12 and 5 and 1 and 3 in Big 12 play. Rodney Terry's first full season as the Texas men's basketball coach. Before we move forward, got to give a shout out to our sponsors of Let's Talk About It, Shoal Creek Saloon, your unofficial home to watch. Texas men's and women's basketball games away from the mood or on the road. And honest plumbing and air where a handshake still means something. And right now is a great time to look into a new AC unit, HVAC, whatever you like to call it, because during the winter months, prices are a lot, a little bit, you can get a better deal if you're shopping for an AC during the winter months. Okay. Yeah, you saw that. Rodney Terry, after the Longhorns blew a double-digit lead, and the team has not reached their potential, but the subject at hand is we're talking about horns down again. Horns down. This. A lot of people do it. A lot of people do it across the country. It has uh, become a fan favorite of those who – are playing Texas. Everybody does it who plays the Longhorns. Well, after the game, Central Florida, right or right near the Longhorns bench, they were doing the upside-down horns to the crowd, to the Texas Longhorn fans. But during the handshake line, they were doing it right there as well while they were on the court. Central Florida, they had already knocked off Kansas earlier, uh, days earlier. And Central Florida's not a bad ball club, but the, the problem was, I, I'm almost positive, Rodney Terry not happy with the outcome of the game, nor should he be. Um, the emotions were riding high, but, you know, he's a man of integrity, a man of character. And he told the uh, Uf UCF, almost said UFC, but Central Florida Knights, the Golden Knights, what he thought about it what he thought about it, and I just can't believe that. that. That has really become a national story. National story, that being the horns down again. It's somewhat embarrassing that a fan base, those in the fan base, because it doesn't represent the entire Texas Longhorn fan base. I can tell you that for sure. But it comes across as soft that there's this type of reaction to the horns down. 
it's what's great about college sports. But Rodney Terry, his reaction, I get it. I get what he was doing and why he said it. But to be the head coach of a program like the University of Texas, at that point, you've got to dig deep, remind yourself who you are. And But it's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. It really doesn't matter. And, and RT was asked about it after that loss to UCF. You know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, you win the right way, you lose the right way. And, you know, I always tell my guys, you know, um, whether you win or lose, you win the right way. You lose the right way. You carry yourself the right way. You don't go through the handshake line or proud to get into the handshake line and have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. We don't do that. You know, because when you do those kind of things, it looks very classless, and it also looks like you were just hoping to win. We never go into games trying to hope to win. We go into games expecting to win. So we don't act like that. You know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down act like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's home court deal and act crazy and try to show them up in any way. We don't do that. Okay. Classy. That is typical RT, just a good human being, for, and he does everything right. I get it. I, I, I really do. I totally understand what he's, where he's coming from. But in that situation, I think it's when you're the head coach of any program, I think you've got to practice to dig deep inside and move on. I, the only thing that I'm opposed to, only thing I'm opposed to is things like, let's say, a team winning and going out and stomping on a logo. I, I think that's ridiculous. Um, I remember 1992, the Aggies uh, football game at, here in Austin, Texas. Um, went out to the Longhorn logo, stomped all over it. You know, I, I get it. It's a rivalry. But that, that's the only thing that I have a problem with, things like that. I, I I'm a big fan of Rodney Terry, and and on this podcast, even last year, we were one of many uh, groups or uh, representative of a lot of people who supported him, man, when Chris Beard was let go midseason. Rodney Terry's a good man. Uh, I don't think he – I know for a fact he didn't, didn't have any ill intention, but it just gave the wrong message that the horns down – truly affects is representative of what a Longhorn, the Longhorn nation is. It's not a big deal. And I know everyone has their opinion. I have mine. I respect yours, but the, the horns down should not be as big of a deal to anybody because everybody, and I, and I will say this moving forward um, as Texas plays their next six games, all against ranked opponents, beginning with ninth ranked Baylor, I guarantee you their next road game is at number 15, Oklahoma. This is just going to magnify um, what Rodney and that Texas men's basketball team, what how they're going to be treated, what they're going to be welcomed to. If This is just going to increase the amount of, of horns down, especially on the road. It just made it worse because that's what's great about college sports. It, it is like a soap opera. Uh, football season, basketball season. That's what makes it fun and amazing. But as Texas moves forward, um, 
Baylor at home. They're number nine in the country at 15, Oklahoma and Norman at Provo, Utah. Big arena, 20th in the country and back home against fifth ranked Houston. Big 12 basketball is for real. Big 12 basketball is for real. Then they go to Fort Worth and that's going to be a rowdy, rowdy arena right there. Um, number 19, TCU, come back home. Number 24, Iowa State. We're going to find out a lot about this Texas team because right now, if the season ended, they would not be in the NCAA tournament. I mean, their net ranking is right there, I think, around 59, 60, 61. Pretty sure that's not going to cut it. Um, but Texas, if they split these next th six games, I mean, that's they're going to have three wins against three ranked teams. And they're capable – they just have not found continuity or consistency whatsoever. But again, they are definitely going to be welcomed with a ton of horns down over uh, the next for the rest of the season. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, I went back through, you know, things that we felt you know, may have factored, and um, like I said, it, the the, the disappointment component had a lot of layers to it. So we went through all those layers. Um, and then we, you know, talked about personnel and coaches and everything involved. So business affairs. And so, like I said, it was a, it was a, it was a long, productive conversation. Mike McCarthy talking about his conversation uh, with uh, 101, very long, long meeting with Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. McCarthy will be retained. But I don't like using this term. But it is what it is. He's going into his last year of his contract, Mike McCarthy, is with just one year. His last year in his contract with no extension. And that just tells me Jerry Jones wants to see what he can do. Because I think now the pressure is on. Not only do, and this is just an opinion. I think not only does McCarthy and the Cowboys have to win a playoff game, they got to find a way to make it to the NFC championship game before he receives um, a contract extension. Uh, the Cowboys are in a world of hurt as far as cap space. I, I believe right now, as of right now, they're $16 million over the salary cap. They've got some big decisions to make. And you can look at this two ways. Could be an, a window of opportunity to rebuild the roster, so to speak. Um, they recently picked up uh, two running backs, Snoop Connor, Malik Davis, and a receiver. Uh, the former Cowboy, Martavis Bryant, is back in the roster. Um, but now you look at, because they have one, I think, one first-round pick. What do you do with some of the big money earners like Dak Prescott and Zach Martin? Both key parts, and I'm going to throw this out here, and and I really it's probably going to be a very unpopular opinion. I like Dak Prescott, good human being. I think he's a, a, a one of the upper echelon quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm going to throw that out there. There's no doubt about it. He receives a ton of criticism because he is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, and because of their inability to excel in the playoffs. What some people say is they choke in the postseason. I mean, the number, you can't hide from the numbers. It's just facts are facts. But I'm almost to the point, 
and I don't think this will happen. I think Dak would flourish with a new, a fresh start with a new franchise, a new organization, a new team. I really do. If that happens, that will open up a ton of cash in that salary cap for the Cowboys. Now, if they keep Dak and keep Zach Martin, they're going to have to – there's a large group of Cowboys which are earning a lot of money next year, but there's ways around that. Restructuring contracts, extending contracts, trades, and cuts. So this would take a half an hour for me to go through that roster and really dive deep with you. I mean, what do you think? I, w- I would love to hear what you have to say about what you think, how Jerry and Steven and everyone on the football operations for the Cowboys, how they should handle this roster, what should happen. Keep it in the DFW, but over in Cowtown, TCU women's basketball has had to forfeit two basketball games this week because they have season-ending injuries to players and current injuries to players, which have left them in a tough situation. So much so that they have they held walk-on open tryouts on campus. A major Division I college basketball program in-season walk-on open tryouts from the student body. Thursday night and then tomorrow, Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing that you would have that much bad luck to have those many injuries and even to a local here in Austin area, Sedona Prince who played her high school basketball up in Liberty Hill. She had a broken finger, had surgery on it earlier this month. She's out of commission indefinitely, but they have lost so many players. They don't have enough players to truly be competitive. Now, Chris Clack's daughter, uh, the former McDonald's All-American from Anderson High School here in Austin and former Texas Longhorn, the first McDonald's All-American signed by Texas, coached by Tom Penders. Um, his daughter, Jade, is a true freshman for TCU. And it's when you're, when you're having to go down that far and count on the, those type of players who need seasoning to be your starters, I get it. But I've never seen this before at any level, even that or I just have a bad memory. But TCU – doesn't have enough players to play competitively over the next two games, and that may be extended. Who knows? I mean, this is unbelievable. So that puts a wrap on episode 344. I definitely want to hear from you. Give me a shout on Twitter, at Stories Man Cave, on our Instagram page, TikTok, Facebook page. Love it. Love it when I have uh, involvement with you, the viewer, and or listener on the li- all podcast listening platforms. That's where you can find us as well. for. Strictly audio. And whenever in doubt, it's always the best decision to talk about.